Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to another Supercoach Insider podcast. My name is Swizz, here to continue our Supercoach BBL team discussions. Second team up is the Melbourne Stars, and a very important team. But before we get into exploring them, as always, check us out on all our social media platforms, everywhere where you get your podcasts, in particular YouTube and Spotify, and to get in contact with us via Twitter, Supercoach Insider 100 or Swizz26. All right, Melbourne Stars, I've dubbed them as the second most important team, mainly because of that fixture. Rounds 1, 3, and 5, they have double games, which effectively means they have seven games in their first five rounds, with the buyers bookend either side of their round 3 and their round 5 doubles. So very important to try to balance how many stars you can get in, because you don't want a situation where round 1 you have too many where um, your whole bench is taken up by Melbourne Stars players. Uh, and probably loses the opportunity to loophole. And round six, you don't want to be kind of left with too many Melbourne stars as other teams are then, you know, moving on to other players. But in particular, by the time you get to that round six situation, um, you're going to have a lot of players leaving for other tournaments, uh, and you're already going to have guys who potentially aren't playing. Um, And then to have a bunch of Melbourne stars players there that you can't trade out. So at best, you're looking at wanting... You know, effectively, say two left on your buys, maybe three um, w- can be effective. So, if you've got, say, a wicket keeper, bowler, and a batter, so th- they're your three positions, which means if you trade it out three or even use your extra trade that you'll get twice throughout the season, uh, you could have up to seven of these Melbourne Stars players at any given time. All right, they're likely round one lineup. Stars was a little bit more difficult because they've got 21 players. On their list now a couple of them aren't available but you can see there are a lot of white happening so uh, if i go through so i've got tom rogers and sam harper opening the batting harper has moved over from the renegades will keep uh, has had some really good form in the both the the big bash and uh, the big bash the one day series and the um, sheffield shield in particular he made a nice hundred the other day batting at uh, seven when the rest of the victorian boys were really struggling uh, maxwell probably the flexibility of the stars lineup he could come anywhere from open to number five and there's a lot with these stars players that uh, could be that but I, I think for game one maxwell probably bats three could potentially four i guess it would, will depend on how rogers and harper start so if one of them gets out real early like in that first one or two overs, potentially there, Larkin or Stoinis might come in ahead of him. Uh, then if yeah, they get a good start, three or four or five overs in, and they're already on sort of 40, I can see Maxi coming in at number three there for them. Uh, Larkin in at four for now, Bo Webster part of that PM's 11 game. Uh, so I'd expect Webster to come straight back in for game number two. Stoinis is the interesting one. He is dividing the community at the moment. Uh, the problem is, how many overs will he bowl? Um, has not bowled many overs in the last three years. Uh, we do see him sometimes rolling the arm over for Australia, but the Stars seem to have a better bowling lineup, so he does have the potential to bowl one or two. In a perfect world, we'd love to see him bowl three or four so he can activate that economy bonus, but I just don't see that happening. If we knew he was opening and Harper hadn't come across, well, I think he would have been a more um, interesting pick. However, due to the fact that he's potentially batting as low as five or six, um, I'm not that keen on him. But at 116k, I can see the appeal. But I think there's a bit of a buyer's aware, um, beware there um, in regards to Stoinis. Could that could be the one that bites me 
on the bum when we get to it. But um, I, yeah, I'm a bit worried there. But I've got him at five at the moment and playing more as a batsman. Maybe rolls the arm over for one or two. Hilton Cartwright does his job at six, but again, he can move anywhere up that order. They're very flexible. Liam Dawson, the overseas English player, um, I think he's got the more the potential to bowl you sort of three to four overs, depending on how he's bowling, will come in that middle order. Um, wouldn't be surprised. Probably a little bit different with the Stars lineup, depending on how they're going, but you know, potentially could move up. Um, above maybe a cart right in certain games if they if they are flying, but yeah, Dawson looks the lock for the number seven. Jonathan Merlo's just signed a two game contract. Uh, the, all the talk is he's going to play one of those two starting games. I'd probably expect it maybe even be game number one um, with Stedeke um, out because of that. Well, I think he's going to be a nickel anyway, but was out for the PM's eleven match as it is, so um, that could be for why Merlo's there. There was talk originally Scotty Boland might get a game um, before the series, but he's been ruled out as well. Uzma Mur comes in from Pakistan. So him and Harris Ralph had big question marks over because they hadn't got their clearance from Pakistan, but both boys were flown in before their round one match. Uh, so yes, they become pickable. The only issue is um, in regards to Murr and Ralph, they have only got five game contracts, uh, so they will not be here for the Stars round five game. So they'll play uh, round one, the double, round three, the double, and then round four, the Heat and the, uh, against the Hurricanes, and then they'll go home after that. So, well, not home, but they'll be here for the, um, uh, I think, the Pakistan series depending on what, what they want with that. But at the moment, they're only here for that. So it's a bit frustrating because in a perfect world, you would, would have loved them to play and then leave after that round five match into the round six bye. Um, but still, I don't mind the idea of picking either Amur or Ralph. Uh, they're very accomplished players. Nathan Kuldemol is an absolute star when he's fit and firing. Unfortunately, we just don't see enough of that. I can definitely see him round one coming out and scoring like 150 and potentially, or even just game one and then potentially game two just not being there and being out injured or something like that. So, uh, yeah, it's it's a bit of hit and miss with Kudanal. Um, at 172k, I would rather just fade that uh, just because you just don't know how his body holds up any given week. Uh, Harry Brooks in black there. He's over there playing against the West Indies at the moment but has decided not to come over from um, well from England, but from over in the Caribbean at the moment, uh, we've blocked out Boland. Brody Couch played some a great role for us. He was that forty two k gun player last season, so uh, wouldn't be surprised if he gets a run at some point again. But at what point will be interesting. Um, Imad was him another international, and I believe they just signed an, another quick that's coming out to, um, from England to replace Harris Ralph. So I'm sure Imad will get his opportunities to potentially after Mir leaves. Um, so that, that there's going to be a lot of changing in the star squad. Campbell Callaway's improving um, better and better each game. I think he's 62k this year. I originally had him lining up at six, but with everybody sort of coming back, I do think he goes out but um, wouldn't be surprised at some point that he gets an opportunity but um, yeah obviously not pickable at the moment Joel Paris was in a lot of people's teams um, when Harris Ralph and Uzmamur looked like not playing you know 90k was looking a bit of an option but yeah, you can probably scrap him off the list now um, because of them returning 
uh, Rocket Shelley and Burns also. I think it's they've got a lot of depth there. Um, but if a lot of these guys, Harper, Maxwell in particular, Webster when he comes back, Stoinis, are not going to be part of the Australian Test squad, um, you know, they, they're going to have full availability up until at least their round format. So um, I think that side outside of Merlot, where Steve he will come in and then Larkin potentially might, you know, sub in some games. Um, with Webster coming in, they look a pretty good lineup and pretty settled, uh, even with that deep squad. So in regards to players that I really like, I think Maxwell, you, he, the surprising, he's still at 60%. Like, I, I don't really understand why he's not on 100. Um, it just should be the first player picked in everyone's side. We saw what he did against Afghanistan. We saw what he did in the T20 versus India recently. He's just you know, a must for all, all teams. Um, and the potential that he could bowl, you know, any amount of overs, depending on how he's going. You just got to have him, yeah, live update, he's up to 64%, but still, that's 36% of teams not really taking it serious. Stoyness is the interesting one, 37%. I, I do think that's really high. I get the price, um, but you only have to have a look at his scores from, from previous years, and there's a reason why he is so cheap. So you look at last year, you know, there was a 0, 30, 42, 6, and at eight, yes, he had a 110 game in uh, the round six and an 87 against the, the six. But this is because he plays as a batsman and not a bowler. We know how destructive he can be as a batter. But even the previous year there, you know, he had a 13, 34, 18, a 0, 55. Uh, so, yeah, there, there's not a lot uh, to really... I think you've got to go back like three or four years where, you know, he had that round where he's got the 244, the 163. I think a lot of people are hoping that's going to come back but um, that's probably by when he was still bowling uh, and if he doesn't bowl in games yeah as a number five batsman I just think there's better value elsewhere uh, so something to consider um, as we especially will look through some of these other teams that yeah maybe Stoinis isn't the one the only way I'd probably pick Stoinis because it's around one game uh, and, and their first half against the Heat uh, they, if the stars release their lineups and Stoyness has replaced either Rogers or Harper at the top of the order, and he, he is opening, then yeah, you get tempted. Uh, the other thing you could potentially do is loophole, and I think uh, of those thirty-seven percent, there's fourteen percent of them who are loopholing. I've got him on the bench at the moment, um, Stoyness. I don't know why four percent have Maxwell on the bench as well, like just putting him on the field, but. Uh, next up with 10% is Harper. Harper is currently in my side. Uh, it does give me the flexibility to put him on the bench for round th uh, two uh, because in that keeping position and then play the keeper, keeper on field, be it the Hurricanes or uh, um, whoever else I have as the wicketkeeper in my side for that. So I think that gives you a little bit more flexibility. Harper's, as I said, you know, he looked really good in the shield the other day, crossing over from the Renegades. Yes, his form... Yeah, at times has been patchy, but I think the, the the stars will probably suit him. He did second half of the year. To, he, he went on a roll. He had the 124, 98, and 86, then finished with 8, 3, and 1. So um, you can get a bit of everything from, from Harper, but the hope is the new new side kind of gives him that boost. And with the, such a good bowling attack, he can get some of those wicket-keeping points as well. Um, outside of that, you know, um, you've got Harris Ralph, who's 5.9%. I think that keeps climbing um, with the news that at least he's here. Uh, Bo Webster's in 10% of teams. I don't know why, you know, as I said, he's out first game. 
Um, and then Joel Paris now, he's slipped back to 4%, but I'd be uh, taking him out. So, yeah, that's that, that's where the stars sit at the moment. Um, and really, as a relevant players, I'd be looking, yeah, Maxwell Harper, potentially Stoinis, Muir and Ralph, are your, are your five in particular. Um, I could see people going maybe a Liam Dawson, but with Paul Walter as a Heat player, as we talked about in the last video, um, I think that's two guys at that sort of price range, batting at seven and rolling the arm over. I think you probably could only go with one. And if you've already got sort of Maxwell and Ralph, that's two of your stars, and you probably only want two or three stars to start off with. And then even when, like, Stegnicki and Webster come back in, he's going to get less overs as it is Dawson. So I would rather probably start with a Walter over him. But, you know, it's not a terrible pick. It's just probably not the best pick compared to some of the others in there. Um, so, yeah, let us know how many stars players you're starting. How, what are you thinking about? Um, can you um, Are you considering using them as loopholes for your round two matchup? Uh, what's kind of your situation for the, well, your best um, your balance, team balance and, and how do you think that's going to evolve? So, yeah, for me, three stars, I think, is the max to start off with. And if you're going to do three stars, you're going to have a wicketkeeper, a batsman, and a bowler. And particularly, if it is Maxwell, um, he does give you the ability to start in the batting or the bowling lineup. So it does give you some flexibility there, um, which is naturally important, especially as these buy rounds hit. All right, check us out on all our other videos. They're all going to be coming up soon. We're probably going to move on to the Renegades next and hopefully you've enjoyed this. Bye.